0: So, when you're choosing Michigan's next attorney general, ask yourself this. Who can you trust most not to show you their penis in a professional setting?
1: This ad was how a lot of people in Michigan were introduced to Dana Nessel. I've always wanted to ask the now Michigan attorney general about it. Who came up with the ad for one? What prompted it? Simply hearing the word penis in a political advertisement is jarring enough, but there's a lot more than just perceived shock value going on here. This ad talks about sexual harassment, misogyny, discrimination, and it does it in a very direct way. And as you will hear, she's also talking to her own party. In this bonus, far more brief episode, AG Dana Nessel gives us those answers, also in a very direct way. I'm Nick Lefebvre, this is Alone at the Desk. Alone at the Desk, a podcast by an average middle-aged guy who just happens to be a TV news anchor. We talk about the exciting and the boring parts of life, the industry, and life in the industry. And we cover some important stories along the way. Brought to you by Thirty Nine Your Side News in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Before we get into the interview, I want to play the beginning of the ad again
0: few weeks has taught us anything, it's that we need more women in positions of power, not less. So when you're choosing Michigan's next attorney general, ask yourself this, who can you trust most not to show you their penis in a professional setting? Is it the candidate who doesn't have a penis? I'd say so.
1: Whose idea was it, and were you at all worried it would, would backfire?
0: Okay, well, it was my
2: idea, unsurprisingly. And um, I will tell you the backstory on it. Um, I was very frustrated at that time uh, in the campaign because you know, I, I, was, I was really taken aback by the pushback that I received running for AG, not because people thought that I wasn't qualified to run or not because they thought I was too progressive or not any of those issues, but it was just that people saw Gretchen Whitmer as the front runner for governor. Jocelyn Benson was the only Democrat who ran to be Secretary of State. Clearly, um, Debbie Stabenow was, was running for re-election for what I think her fourth term as, uh, as United States Senator. And that left one more position at the top of the ticket, and that was Attorney General. And I just heard over and over again from my own party, we can't have an all-female ticket. We absolutely can't. That's too many women. There's no way the state of Michigan is gonna vote for an all-female ticket. We have to make sure that a man gets the nomination uh, of our party to be attorney general. And I was very frustrated because in 2014, the Democrats ran an all-male ticket, and, and which is not performed very successfully, you might remember.
1: These were the contests Nessel was referring to. In the Governor's race, Democrat Mark Schauer, former U.S. Congressman from the Battle Creek area, lost to incumbent Republican Governor Rick Snyder by five points. In the Attorney General's race, Democratic Attorney Mark Totten lost to incumbent Republican AG Bill Schutte by eight. And in the Secretary of State's race, Democratic Attorney Godfrey Dillard lost to Republican incumbent Ruth Johnson by 11. It was obviously a vastly different political atmosphere at the time. It was a midterm with a Democratic president, Donald Trump wasn't on the scene. Regardless, three male Democrats essentially got pounded.
2: And I didn't hear anything about that. Uh, And I thought if ever there was a time in history where people were ready to have an all-female ticket, where we had, you know, leaders in all of these offices that were women, uh, it was probably then, in 2018. And so I sort of did that ad as a pushback to say, Hey, look, you know, can we can we yeah, can we run an all-female ticket? And I said right in that ad, can we afford not to? And and you know what? Ultimately, Nick, I was right. We all won.
1: Gretchen Whitmer beat Bill Schutte by nearly 10 points to become governor. Jocelyn Benson beat Mary Trader Lang by nine to become Secretary of State. And in the closest of the three contests, Dana Nessel beat Tom Leonard by just less than three points to become Attorney General. Combine that with Debbie Stabenow's re-election win over John James for U.S. Senate, and that's four women in the top four statewide offices in Michigan. Again, something Nestle says people in her own party said they could not pull off.
2: And and again, I I would never suggest that you should vote for someone or not vote for someone based on their gender. Um, But my point is, you certainly should, I should not have been excluded from consideration simply because I was a woman. And that is what I felt like was happening to me during that time period. And yes, that ad was bold, but it made the point that I wanted to make, which is that women didn't have enough representation uh, and we needed more representation. And the more representation we had, the more we'd be able to push back against um, some of these scandals that were happening because you would know that you would have women's voices in those rooms where the decisions were being made.
1: Here, Nestle is referring to the Me Too movement. Women who had been sexually harassed, discriminated against or attacked, particularly in the workplace, were standing up to demand change. Story after story came out of very high-profile men across all industries who were either fired for their behavior, like Matt Lauer, or resigned, like former Senator Al Franken, or brought up on charges, like former Hollywood producer Harvey Weinstein. While Nessa was fighting back against people who said you couldn't have an all-female ticket, she was also saying that she wouldn't use her office to harass people as so many of those men had been caught doing.
0: I will not sexually harass my staff and I won't tolerate it in your workplace either. I won't walk around in a half-open bathroom and I'll continue to take all sex crimes seriously just like I did as a prosecutor. You won't find me using your hard-earned tax dollars to silence victims.
2: And and I will say it it was, you know, um, a, a seismic change from where I know my department had been. And I will just tell you this story real quickly. Mm. Uh, you know, we I have so many women who are, I, I, we, you know, we say up on the seventh floor, which is the executive level in the Williams building, where, of course, for a very long time, nobody worked in 2020. But... Um, I actually had a few uh, of the men in the office make comments and just say, well, I'm just not used to being in a room where I, I'm the only man or I'm one of only a few men, uh, because they did have so many, you know, women that I placed up into, you know, pretty significant positions in the office. And it was really sort of telling to me that the discomfort that people had with that. And I said, well, you're going to have to get used to more women being in the room when these important decisions are made. And that's not to exclude men from those uh, important places where decisions are being made. It's just to say that there should be more parity, where we have you know, equal numbers of men and women making those decisions so that we can know that those are fair decisions uh, that are equitable.
0: Yes, I'm a woman. That's not a liability, that's an asset.
1: This has been Alone at the Desk with Nick LaFave. My thanks to Attorney General Dana Nessel for sharing her story. If you'd like to hear more of our episodes, just go to 13onyourside.com slash podcasts. You can also find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. And you can find me at twitter.com slash nicklefave or facebook.com slash nicknews. And you can email me directly at nicklefave at 13onyourside.com. Thank you for listening.